my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. I'm Uncle Daddy Joe Stableton. He's my work wife, James Hardigan. Happy card counter release day, Joe. I appreciate I'm cheating slightly because normally I commemorate the day we're recording rather than the day the podcast is released, but I'm sure on this occasion you will allow it. I will allow it. Plus, all movies now that on Thursday night you can go see them anyway. So True technically, that. yeah, that movie is out already. Uh, yeah, lots to talk about regarding the card counter today. However, it is also episode number three for us from deep, deep into the W Coop. We can see the finish line. Just three more broadcasts, yep. but one of them could kill you. Sorry, that's the local news uh, tease for that. <laughs> Uh, but there will be something different about yeah. one of them. So uh, stay tuned to today's show. Coming up on today's show, who are we talking to, Howard? Yes, plus we're going to hear from a couple of WCOOP champions who we interviewed on the live stream. Either your first chance or second chance to hear from them. Also, I will explain why I am doing today's show from the city of brotherly love. That's right. I'm in a fucking courtyard Marriott here <laughs> in Philadelphia. Uh, also, I'll get into greater detail about what I was doing in Colorado last weekend. Uh, this week's super fan is Kieran Scully, and he has challenged me to capital cities of the world. And uh, I would just like everyone to know that any kind of trivia like this, I welcome it. If we can learn something, I'm down for that too. So, um, Kick my butt if you're an expert in something. Challenge me. Well, Joe, we've got Dor Brunson Super System coming up in a few weeks. I bet you're looking forward to that one. Uh, on the subject <laughs> of Superfan versus Wait, is States, there a movie? I'd rather just watch the movie, I think. Uh, alas, it has not yet been adapted into a movie. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the section on Lowball, I imagine, would make fascinating cinema. <laughs> so a couple of weeks after WCOOP, we are going to talk about the card counter with its writer-director, Paul Schrader. I think we'll discuss many of other Paul's movies. Uh, he was the writer of Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, The Last Temptation of Christ. I'm going to let you handle most of that one because I, I haven't seen um, almost any of those movies. Well, you're going to see one of them, Joe, because I'm going to set the superfan subject for this episode because my favorite of all Paul Schrader's movies is Mishima, A Life in Four Chapters. And yes, that's right. I'm using a segment of the podcast to force you to watch a film that I've been recommending for more than a decade and you still haven't seen. And because... I gave you my Blu-ray to get signed by Paul Schrader, and we haven't seen each other in nearly two years. I know you have a copy lurking in your house. Wait, did I not send it back to you when I sent no. you that package a few months ago? Oh, crap. Um, yes, I do. I have two copies in my house because I had two friends uh, who, who sent the exact same DVD with me to get saw, signed by Paul. Uh, I'm down. I'm absolutely down. Like, I, It's a good excuse to have to do it. Everyone loves Mishima. Everyone loves Paul. And it's so weird because working with him, I didn't have that same sense of reverence that everyone else did uh, because I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, taxi driver's okay. So uh, maybe once I see Mishima, I'll be like retroactively in awe. So the rules when we set the subject or rather when I set the subject is we do tend to double the prizes. So we're talking about two W Coop nice. tickets, or sorry, two Sunday Million tickets, plus an enhanced uh, merch package. So you know how to apply. You need to be part of the PokerStars Discord community. The link, PSTARS, that's P-S-T-A-R-S slash Discord. Alternatively, if you just go to the Discord homepage and search for the PokerStars server, you can join, leave a message in our Superfan Applications channel. Alternatively, use the hashtag P-I-T-E on Twitter. I have given someone first refusal on this one. But if you want to watch Mishima for the first time or revisit that movie and be the super fan for that episode, and of course, still welcoming applications for future episodes. We're going right through to the end of the year and hopefully into 2022 as well. And suffice to say, there is going to be a card counter themed quiz at some point, but that's going to be a few months down the line when everyone's had a chance to see this film. Cool. I love that. That's great. Yeah, because I feel a little bad. It's not coming. Mean, I mean, I'm talking about it nonstop. It's not coming out in the UK till November 5th still. Uh, but I think by then it'll be pretty much on demand for everyone that wants to see it, too. So, yeah, we're, we're going to give it a little time. Uh, since I am monopolizing everyone's time with squeezing as much content as I can out of this gig, uh, let's talk about Colorado. So. The Telluride Film Festival, I don't know if people in Europe have heard of this or not, unless they're like super film nerds. Uh, I heard of it. So does that mean I'm a super film nerd? 
I guess. I don't know. But I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. There was a large portion of my life I thought ta- Telluride was in the Middle East. <laughs> I imagine that this is not one of the better known film festivals. Yeah. It's certainly not. It's not Sundance. It's not Cannes. And it's not Venice. So from what I was told is that it's kind of like uh, it's like Sundance light. And basically right. every year they do a secret screening, some theatrical film, some features get a premiere at Telluride. And this year it ended up being the card counter. And my friend Lauren very generously offered to fly me out to Colorado. Uh, and basically because of W Coop and because of uh, I had a comedy show Friday night. Uh, I, I could only go for like 36 hours. And the trek to get from from L.A. to Telluride is a flight from L.A. to Denver, Denver to a place called Grand Junction, and then a two-and-a-half-hour car ride up a mountain from Grand Junction wow. into Telluride. So basically, if the 36 hours you were away, 30 of those were spent traveling. At least 20 of them, yes. That is brutal. Um. So... Uh, wait, I must have been gone for longer than 36 hours because I was in L- I was in Telluride for like a full 24 hours, but I did spend 24 hours also traveling. Um, okay, so James, I have probably taken 400 flights in my life. I ended up missing my first flight uh, out of LA. It was a 5 a.m. flight. I had a comedy show the night before. I woke up at about 4.40 and my girlfriend was like, I woke you up, but you didn't get up. And I was like, yo, I, this is not your thing. Like, not your fault that I missed my flight. It's definitely my responsibility. But that answer is not really doing it for me right now. To be like, I woke you up, but you didn't. No, I don't think you technically woke me up if I didn't get up. <laughs> anyway, this is like the third flight in 400 that I've ever missed. So now I'm panicking because the schedule is so tight to begin with. I was just going to be getting in in time to go to this dinner with like all of the executive producers. And I imagine that this is not a route where there's like a flight every hour that's going to get you there. No. So now I have to change my flight to the tune of 400 fucking dollars. And uh, now my flight goes from LA to Fresno to Denver (laughs) to Grand Junction. Now, when we are landing in Fresno, I we uh, they I turn my phone back on and it's ten uh, it's ten it's ten fifty five a.m. and my flight stop my connecting flight stops boarding at eleven o five. You got ten minutes. To I make got ten it. minutes and we're taxiing and they get on. They go, uh, sorry, there's not a gate for us right now. We're gonna be here on the runway for a little bit. And so I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. It's 11. We get we get to the gate. They bring the jetway. It's 11.02. And then uh, I, I'm first off the plane. I was in the first seat. Or first off, I go, and then I realized that they had made me gate, gate check my bag. Um, when I Because the plane was so small, even my tiny carry-on bag wouldn't fit in the overhead. And so I had to wait for them to get my bag off. And I see the guy takes my bag off first, and I go to get it. He's like, whoa, 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 stay over there, stay over there. And he made me wait until he got every single bag off the plane. So then I go, I get my bag, and it's like it's like 10, it's like 10 after 11 now, right? Five minutes past the end of boarding. And I run into the airport. I'm like, where's gate seven? Where's gate seven? They're like, you're at gate seven. It was the same plane. <laughs> I was freaking out because I had to get back on the same plane. <laughs> oh, that's too good. So I made it to my connecting flight. Uh, got got to Grand Junction, rented the car. It was a beautiful drive. Beautiful drive up the mountain. Uh, the whole place is super idyllic. I really, I don't like bragging that much about places I go to. This place was so cool. I would go back even if there wasn't a film festival. I was really neat. Um, now, just one anecdote I have from there, which is uh, one thing is that um, I went to a dinner with a bunch of executives and I got too drunk because of the altitude. I forgot about the altitude. But luckily, they all did too. And by oh. the end of the dinner, they were offering me sitcoms and movies and reality shows. <laughs> As an really... actor rather than a consultant, right? Correct. Yeah, no, they're like, why don't you have a sitcom, blah, blah, blah. So I'm having a very good time. 
and Telluride. So I saw that guy in a Pepsi commercial. I'm going to make him a star. You know, you should you you, you should direct. Um, so then we run the next day. We finally run into Paul Schrader in Telluride, and he comes up. And now and I congratulate him because the movie at this point was at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I've um, read a few of the reviews, including the what I thought was a very fair uh, appraisal in The Guardian, and the reviews have been overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, overwhelming. And it was 100%, except at this exact moment, the first bad review had come in. Oh. So I'm awkwardly congratulating Paul. And he's like, and by the way, when he's on the podcast, you'll see how he talks. He's talk- He's like your like your uncle. Um and he goes, yeah, well, the, the, the guy's from Vegas and then left the conversation and ran off. And I think he was blaming me <laughs> for the bad Vegas review. But luckily, as I said, I don't I don't have that same sort of fear or like just sort of like worship of Paul. So when he did that, I just thought it was hilarious. I love uh, that. So basically... You had one job, and your job was to get all of the gambling industry, all of the poker people on board. Correct. And that the first review from Vegas, by the way, it was it, the guy. It was like timcotton.com or something. I don't think it's really something we should be worried about. And by the way, so far that is the only negative review. It's at ninety-seven percent holding strong. So um, the screening was very cool. It went well, and basically everyone out got super shit-faced afterward. But I couldn't because I had to leave for the yeah. airport at two o'clock in the morning. That's I, so. I, I think you referenced this on the stream already. I mean, there's no point going to bed, right? You've just got to power through. Exactly. Like it, it was either, you know, the movie ended around 9.30 or 10. It was either go, ruin my friend's good time and make her take me back to the hotel room to take a nap, which, as we know, is fucking dangerous since I yes. don't get up um, or just stay up. So, yeah, I just went out to the bars with them and stayed up till two in the morning, drove to the airport. Everything went fine from that point out. Um, I will say the mountain drive was a little less fun at nighttime at 3.30 in the morning, uh, but we did make it. And now I'm in Philadelphia. <clears throat> for another screening. This is uh, great. And we, we referenced yeah. this a, a few episodes ago, right? This is a promotion that was pitched at PokerStars players in the US, I guess specifically players in Pennsylvania. And they've rented like a movie theater or a couple of movie theaters to show the film and a chance to meet bit part actor and poker consultant Joe Stapleton. Yeah, I mean, this, luckily, it's poker fans, but if I was going to tell the comedy version of this story, it would be that I worked on a movie with Oscar Isaac, Tiffany Haddish, Ty Sheridan, and Willem Dafoe, and when none of them were available, they sent me to do the (laughs) Q&A after the movie, just how disappointed the people in the theater are going to be. Hopefully, given that these are specifically poker fans and Poker Stars PA players, they will not be that disappointed to see me, or at the very least, will be neutral about seeing me. Um, so yeah, we're doing back-to-back screenings tonight with the Q&A afterward. I'm very excited about it. Just to even, just to produce a little piece of content, I think we're going to shoot a video while we're there that people will probably be able to see. And just, you know, it's the first real outdoor video content we've done uh, in a really long time. So I'm pretty excited to be able to share this experience with everybody. I eight o'clock in the morning. I already got a uh, my taxi driver was like, "You flying out tomorrow?" I'm like, "Yeah, okay, great." He's picking me up at eight a.m. tomorrow, flying back to L.A. for like a friends and family screening of the card counter in L.A. Where me and Lauren bought up all of the tickets in the theater um, and invited like all of our poker friends in cool. Los Angeles. Um, and then f- the very next day from that, I drive two and a half hours out into the desert to perform at a comedy festival. Hopefully both days I'll make it through. Uh, it's like a competition. So if I go, go broke in the first round, I'll be back home Saturday. But if not, I could be there till late Sunday night. And then we have WCOOP Monday morning. So I'm going to be a little bit tired by Monday, I think. Well, that could be a problem as we will discuss in this week's WCOOP update. We are heading into the final weekend of the World Championship of Online Poker 2021, and that means we're three quarters of the way through our streaming schedule. The last three events we broadcast were over pretty quick. Um, Wednesdays, Joe, would have been over a lot quicker if it wasn't for that time bank miscalculation. I I would really love to be able to get a hold of 
that player at some point and just genuinely ask, like, do you think you would have called if you had had, and how many more seconds would you have needed? But that was pretty whack. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Nick Walsh. I'm, I am at 95 to 98% confidence that uh, Natarin was calling with two pair in that spot and would have come to that decision had they had more time. But ultimately, fast forward 60 minutes, same result. And now over the course of the final weekend, we've got the main events, No Limit Hold'em and PLO kicking off. Three buy-in tiers across both formats and our coverage in the final three days of WCOOP is going to be focused pretty much exclusively on those mains. The high buy-in versions of the 10K PLO, the 5K No Limit Hold'em. Now... What I was alluding to just now is that we have a different start time on Monday. Uh, mm. You're going to have to wait an extra two hours. Actually, I guess this works in your favor. Because yeah. if you are knackered, <laughs> yes. you have to, you can get up later. Correct. Because it's going to yeah. be 8.30 UK time when we go to air, which is 3.30 in the afternoon Eastern. So that's half midday, half past noon, your time. Uh, that is... 9.30 p.m. Central European Summertime. I hope I got all the major Hold time on, zones Hold on, i got to check to make sure Focus doesn't have any interviews scheduled for me on Monday before, uh, before we... <laughs> well, Joe, you have to be there for this one. World-famous bubble coverage yes. of the No Limit Holden main event. Uh, we'll follow that play down to the last, I think it's 72 players they play down to on day two. So cool. it's going to be quite a meaty broadcast on Monday. So you've got to be at the top of your game. We've got the PLO final table on the Tuesday. Richard Gale is going to be joining us for that one. Plus, watch the late stages of the No Limit Holden main play down to the final nine. And then our last broadcast on the Wednesday is going to be the final table of that 5K, $10 million guaranteed No Limit Holden main event. And just looking at entries across the series, looking at the prize money awarded, the numbers are pretty impressive. They're going to get bigger over the course of main event weekend. I would advise you to check out the stat tracker and the daily updates on the PokerStars blog. And that is the perfect segue into... He's got the looks. He's got the brains. He's how it swings. Our WCOOP correspondent, Howard, we're almost there. This time next week, it will all be over. <laughs> yeah, we're, it's been a long one, but we're getting there. We're getting there. How many days before WCOOP ends does Scoop start? <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> Don't even want to think about it. Don't even want to think about it. Do you think, Joe, we should get Howard a giant countdown timer that he can have <laughs> in his office, just counting the days to the start of the next major online series? Days until you won't see Daddy again for a while. <laughs> I've got these uh, chalk marks on the wall of my cell. That's how, uh, how I count it down here. Look, I don't want to spend too much time going over old ground. I know we've discussed this already on the live streams, but there are three things that we need to recap. The first is Chris Mormon. Now, this happened when we weren't streaming. It happened over the weekend. Chris Mormon winning his first W Coop just a few months after winning his first scoop. This is a guy who most people would assume has multiple titles in both series. Yeah, I mean, you you would you would definitely assume he would have like possibly ten. You'd you'd you'd, you'd be more likely to think he's got ten than none. And yeah. he had and he had none uh, in both. Uh, we did this. I mean, it was deja vu because uh, we did this in scoop. We he, he won an event. It looked like it was his first. We checked all the records. It's like, oh wow, that actually was his first. And then lo and behold, the exact same thing happened again uh, in W Coop. Uh, I had to check again, like double checked, triple checked, and then saw his tweet where he said, "Yeah, I'm now a I'm now a W Coop champion." And it was like, yeah. So this guy who's won everything and everything many many times had never won in W Coop or Scoop until 2021, and now he's won in both, and he's stoked about it. It's like there's there's no doubt about it. He's really really uh, yeah, he's delighted that he's done it finally yeah i'm and i like that because he has accomplished so much in poker and yet there are still new achievements to unlock and clearly <laughs> that thrill of winning is still you're, very much a part of his dna you're probably gonna um be able to correct me on this but it was like scorsese not winning an oscar until the departed right you're like surely this guy's got like 20 of these things already right nope yeah. turns out turns out nope this is the first one yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so the second thing I wanted to talk about was, and it, there's a lot of confusion here because, of course, the main event winner last year was P.T. Fisherman, the part-time fisherman. Mm -hmm. Now, there's another player 
called Fisherman, <laughs> also mm-hmm. playing from the Netherlands. Yeah. And is this the first time that someone has won two W Coops in the same night? Yeah, I, I'm pretty uh. sure of that. I, I, I can't say 100%, only because no one keeps the definitive records. I've probably got the, the closest to definitive records, but the dates are a little bit wonky. But I'm pretty sure, because we've checked all this through for Scoop, when uh, Simon Matson did it in Scoop this year, we think that was the first time it happened in Scoop. Actually, I think there was two in Scoop this year. I'm not 100% on that either. But anyway, uh, we, we're pretty sure... Oh, yeah. Sorry, Terence Chan had done it as well, hadn't they? Anyway, but because WCOOP spent all those years when it was just like they didn't have the low, medium and high, there yeah. are far fewer events. It would have been really, really unlikely to win two in one in one night. Uh, and then, yeah, I checked back again, um, saw this guy won two this year. And yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the first time it happened. I mean, they weren't huge events, but it's still really impressive that he did it because one of them started the day before and finished uh, on, on Tuesday, I think it was, and the other one played start to finish. Uh, yeah, he's mixed game player. It's not the main event winner of last year, no. but yeah, another fisherman with with two titles in one night and a new a new W Coop record. Yeah, it was great. Can you imagine being the uh, the guy that won the W Coop main event last year, and you're not even the best guy with the name Fisherman <laughs> in your name? I mean, that's. <laughs> Yeah, That's I mean, wild. I think he'll just look at the the, the prizes that the, the respective prizes, and he'll feel that uh, he probably still is the best fisherman. But yeah. oh, that's right. Yeah, small events. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the third and final thing, and we've spent so much time talking about Brazil, but it is incredible. They set a new record last year. They've now beaten their own record, pushing forty wins at the point that we're recording this. I mean. Yeah. Uh, but the, the other thing I wanted to say, Howard, is that Russia are on course to beat Brazil's record from last year as well, because they're at 30 now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty incredible, isn't it? I mean, though they so you could pretty much guarantee that the top three is going to be Brazil, Russia, the UK. That's just pretty much always the way it is, at least for the past sort of like three or four years. Uh, but Brazil really have like put the afterburners on incredibly here. Yeah, so they're probably going to go past 40. Yeah, possibly even as we as this is broadcast, they've already done it. Uh, Russia, yeah, pushing for pushing thirty. Uh, sorry, pushing thirty-five, which was Brazil's record. It is weird, uh, and it's brilliant. I mean, they're 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 really excellent. Like they're just doing, they're just doing the great at this game. And there's there's a lot of them that play, obviously. Uh, so there's tons and tons of numbers at all events, but they're winning high, medium, and low. And so it's it's not just a, it's not just about the numbers. But if we look at events from the last 24 hours and this is where there is an asterisk against all of these countries right because flags can be deceptive right case in point Rui Sousa yes good 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 point yeah I mean that so Rui Sousa is Portuguese uh but he has now won two he won last night he won sorry uh, we're recording on Thursday so Wednesday night he won uh a, a title with Croatian flag on his name, the first for Croatia this year, but he's previously won one for Hungary. So he's one of those itinerant <laughs> Portuguese. Uh, he sort of like bounces around, who knows where he spends most of the year. But yeah, and, and obviously we know about Rui Ferreira, João Vieira, they both are Portuguese and they bounce around as well. Uh, yeah, but yeah, good for Rui Souza. We've seen him at the EPT Barcelona final table and yes. now he's uh, won his second second W Coupe and he won it like five years after he won his first. That was pretty good as well yeah and just two other champions to talk about from wednesday night um samuel vuzden european no real surprise there yeah. constant crusher <laughs> eric vandenberg though a player who hasn't had any major results in a few years yeah we've certainly not seen him in ages so he won in 2015 and that was back wow. in the day when there was only uh you know only 70 tournaments and, and not the three buy-in levels uh he plays as poopy de Yupi. Uh, he's from the Netherlands <laughs> and he, he legitimately is Dutch. Uh, yeah, so he won uh, one in 2015 and then he won another one last night, which was a uh, a $22 buy-in event. So like that's a huge field, 7,300. So he's still obviously playing, probably playing recreationally. And yeah, wins his second title six years after he wins his first. So people people play WCOOP for their, their kind of entire poker careers. It's good. Yeah. Um, it's so hard to talk about stuff that's in the running because it changes so quickly. But what is fascinating is that player of the series, which was looking like a two horse race has now opened up. And I was intrigued to look at the blog this morning and not see Patrick Leonard or 
Camelance Field G's name at the top of that list. This, this Camelance Field G name, there's something off about it. The fact that we haven't heard of this player before, the fact like that those letters in the way in the way they're written don't make sense to me. I want to like solve a mystery about this person. <laughs> like I feel like that's an anagram that spells out who they are. Yeah, the G on the end is particularly uh, particularly troublesome, isn't it? It's, I don't know how to really say it. Uh, yeah, don't know. We actually, uh, I, I can say, we we tried, we reached out, like sent an email to uh, the email account that's that's registered with this account, and uh, we got no reply. So we're none the wiser on who that player is. But anyway, it's not him or she, uh, her, <laughs> him or her. It's leading anyway. It's von Bet Rulit, this Russian. And that's as again as we speak. Uh, but then. Pads and Camelance Field G are both at the final table of an event that's playing out uh, on Thursday night. So, okay. oh, who knows what it's going to be uh, by the weekend? Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're all still very much involved. And uh, Talal Shakurchi, who currently at time of recording fourth, he's playing a ton. It could oh, even change a game. But yeah. I like that, though. I like it when the player of the series race does go down to the wire. You don't want it to be locked up by the sort of, you know, final Thursday of the series. Or by a mathematical error. Uh, yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> as we head into the final weekend, Howard, uh, the last number I saw is that we're about $75 million in total prize money. I imagine that with the main event still to come, we are going to pass the $100 million guarantee. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously it's going to 100 million is the minimum it can possibly be because that's the guarantee. But yeah, it's yes. going to go way past. I mean, like, uh, uh, yeah, 75 million. That's obviously three quarters of the way to uh, to the hundred. And we're probably a little bit more than three quarters of the way through the series. But it's the biggest events are still to come. And they're always got huge prize pools. So, yeah, we're going to soar past it again for sure. Yeah. Um so I want to reiterate that our live stream on Monday is starting a bit later. I want people to get that message. Obviously, you'll be there. You'll tell us what happened he over the weekend. He needs me and you to get the message too, Howard, so we don't <laughs> fuck it up. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'll not, be logging on. I'm not worried Trump. about Howard. Let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> and of course, when we talk to you on the podcast next week, Howard, and this is actually going to be exciting for us because you will have all of the final confirmed stats. Well, yes, actually. Because normally we have that chat on like the final main event stream, right? The final table of the main. And we're still kind of dealing with incomplete data. But exactly, because yeah. we have the podcast hit the next day, the good news is we are going to get everything underlined, punctuation, all done. Yeah, nice. perfect. Yeah, we'll be able to do that. I mean, the re the main reason we never really have those numbers is because they can do a deal at the end. So we never know what the yeah. first place prize winners are going to be. Because we, if even if we went with the published amount, it might not be that. But yeah, by this time next week, we will have we will have all those stats finally. Uh, and unless there's uh, administrative errors, we will be able to declare uh, all the numbers that, that are important. Well, enjoy your weekend, Howard, and we'll see you on Monday evening. And you. Good night. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Well, before we move on from W Cooper, chance to hear from a couple of trophy winners. Starting with Sweden's Jerry, don't call me Odell Odin, <laughs> who plays as Perry Mason. Jerry took down event number 34, the medium. It was a 2K8 max for more than $185,000. Jerry, congrats on the six-figure score and your first W Coop trophy. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, it feels awesome. Like. Uh... It's uh, been played the W Cup for the last seven years and haven't won anything yet. So it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's so much fun and I couldn't enjoy it more. And like the massive support I felt from everyone is so, so amazing on every level. Fantastic. Look, I know there is no such thing as an easy W Cup final table, but you really <laughs> had your work cut out for you last night. Yeah, it was uh, actually amazing. Like, uh, like uh, heads up was like un unlosable. Like I made a flush every second hand, and uh, <laughs> like before that was just like, basically nothing, nothing really like too exciting. Just you know, didn't lose pots. Like didn't play many. Played really tight, and uh, yeah, stayed out of the other guy's way, and you know, laddered up, and then you know, uh, put in put in the work later on when we were three or four handed. Uh, talk to me about the deal. Was it as quick and easy as it looked? I, I, I think I'm actually the one like losing money on making that deal if, if someone is doing it. But there was like so much money. It was so stressful. Like I've, I've never felt like 
it's been it's been a lot of years since I felt that kind of anxiety from playing poker. It was like pretty terrible while I played it actually, and I was like, yeah, I might lose money on this because you know I'm the ship leader. Maybe I lose money because like they have to make some adjustments, tighter adjustments. But it was just so much worth it, and it was just so like relieved so much stress, and you know it was such an enjoyment from there. Uh, it was just worth it. And it's just like five seconds. They were like, oh, the ship leader is going to take the deal. Like, let's click the button and click it before he unclicks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I don't want to get too bogged bogged down in hand histories. You mentioned heads up. It was a lot of flushes for you. You mentioned some anxiety. What was going through your mind when you hit that full house? <laughs> like, like, shove, 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 shove. No, but, uh, <laughs> uh, no of course not. Uh, so yeah, it was just like it felt like like he could like sort of sort of feel bad for him, but kind of not really. Um, uh, but that's very yeah, human. Was, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, it's so much fun and like like all the, like uh, support I got. We actually got I uh, I stream for uh, the gambling cabin, which was wrecking on my hat. I wasn't streaming yesterday, but like we put on a stream some of my colleagues and there were over 500 people railing the stream and like, you know, see every time I want to pot, there's like five, like a hundred messages in the chat. It's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And like, you feel like you're playing for all of them. And that's why the word I, yeah. anxiety comes from, I think like you, every, like when you stream, like every emotion you have, like 10, 10 X's, like even if it doesn't matter if it's a happy emotions or like negative emotions, like everything is just like so intense. And like, so when I won, it was like, re- first was relief. And then I just found myself in the break because I I was playing a lot of tables, not during that, but I was, you know, registering the other W Cups as soon as I won. And then in the break, I was like finding myself, I was just like dancing and singing in the break. It was so much uh, like, I had felt that way in so long. Like, I love it. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. So, like, um, so, so briefly, having had this win, is that going to change your plans for the rest of W Coop? You're going to play more or less as a result of this? Uh, nope. Uh, basically no I'm gonna play the same events I'm playing every day uh, maybe having like one day off like except for Fridays when there is no events um, and playing the same events I'm playing most of the high stakes stuff up to like 2k and I'm like not feeling confident enough that I'm a winner in the 5k tournaments so I'm probably gonna stay away from them uh, from them and not get you know Ubers or hybrids, okay. what it's called in English. Well, <laughs> well, we'll keep an eye out for you at the final tables. Jerry, congratulations once again, and thanks for talking to us today. Thank you very much. It was a lot of fun. Well, the other WCOOP champ we caught up with on the live stream was Bruno Great Dant Volkman, one of the many, many Brazilian winners this series. <laughs> and bless him, Joe, he apologized in advance about his English. Yeah, definitely better than my Portuguese will ever be, unless maybe my third or fourth wife will, wife will be from Brazil or something. Uh, I only know one word in Portuguese, and I'm pretty sure I'm even pronouncing Vamo wrong. Uh, Bruno talked to us just after winning his third WCUBE title. It was event number 63 high, the 10K PKO high roller. I don't want to be vulgar, but we have to talk about the money. $331,000. And most of it was in bounties. So much money from the head prizes. Yes, uh, this happens with uh, short fields. Uh, so uh, if you if you uh, if we if we play large fields, the the bounties are not so large. So uh, the high high stakes keep uh, makes it uh, sweeter with uh, <laughs> the, that, the, that type of bounties. Yeah. Huge bounties. Uh, from watching the 10K final table last night, it looked like no one made a mistake the entire time. How difficult is it to play a tournament where no one's making mistakes? Uh, yes. Uh, I think uh, I, uh, I always uh, battling uh, Beto to to uh, to arrive uh, in this this level, so uh, I enjoyed a lot the the ride through the the final table, and 
I appreciate a lot of, uh, play against the, the best in the world. So it was fun. <laughs> oh, I'm glad it's fun in addition to being crazy difficult. Can you explain <laughs> what is going on with poker in Brazil right now? <laughs> yes, there is a boom, huh? but uh, yeah. it's not from... Uh, it's not from this time. It's uh, uh, like me. I, I started to play ten years ago. So there's a lot of guys playing since there, and uh, so now there's a lot of good, uh, a lot of guys playing a good, uh, good level. Uh, yeah, that's why we have a, a lot of good results as well. Yeah. A huge number of wins this series. Um, Bruno, I have one request. Please, can you change yeah. your avatar? Please change your picture of Morpheus because I'm getting so bored of people making really lame <laughs> Matrix jokes. You know, uh, when I change, I, I, I used this avatar for many years. I, I don't know, uh, two, three, four years. I don't know. And when I change it, I, I start to to run so so bad, you know, <laughs> and then then, then I, I return to Morpheus and it's it's going well now. Okay, Don't well, look, your it. your run good, your run good is more important than me yeah. having to endure bad jokes. Uh, Bruno, best of luck yeah. for the rest of the series. Uh, thank you for talking to us today. Thank you, thank you for the opportunity, and uh, hope hopefully uh, I can talk to you guys on the the next title. Hell yeah, vamos. Moving on from the World Championship of Online Poker to World Capital Cities as we welcome this week's super fan, Kieran Scully. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, James. Hi, James. Hi, Joe. What's up, Kieran? Hey, uh, I just want to thank you for choosing a somewhat different specialist subject. This is the kind of thing I want to see more of. I'm glad to be supplying, actually. Um I did try and catch you out and went for only fools and horses as the uh, category, but apparently that would have been a little bit too much to ask of you. I it's mean, one of those British shows that's been on for like 75 years, right? Yes. Like, I, I kind I, of figure, I, you know, it's a race, like world geography versus an obscure British sitcom. Um, I should say, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, Patrick has gone a little bit off-piste with some of these questions, but I like it. Um, there is kind of questions about countries as well as cities, but look, we'll get to the quiz in a moment. Uh, let's talk about you, Kieran. What is your deal, bro? What's my deal? Well, I work in recruitment currently, um, and to keep with the theme that you all love, I, uh, I lead a team that works in tech recruitment. So I uh, wanted <laughs> nice. to keep the trend there, but, uh, but no, I've been with the company now uh, for about seven years was fortunate enough to be out in the states actually um saw you a couple of times out there joe on a few of the comedy things a few years back um, oh cool then, man thank you yeah it was definitely good and uh yeah been in recruitment now for the last decade um i didn't think i'd actually be in recruitment but it's it's taken me across the world and it's been great fantastic um on your travels do you get the chance to play poker at all or are you mainly an online player i did um so I, I was someone who played quite a bit at university so i'm in my 30s now so back then it was if you can do simple math you can probably make money online um and <laughs> those were the days yeah they, they were the good days and everyone started studying um and i went to america and i played a bit live there and that was fine and i got back to the uk and went i'll, I'll play some online poker turns out i don't know how to play poker anymore so uh, <laughs> It's not that you don't know how to play anymore. It's that everyone else learned how to play so much better. Yeah, that's definitely it. But no, it's um, it's definitely something that I've been passionate about for a while. So it's a game my grandfather taught me from a very young age. Um, five card draw and then went to university thinking I knew how to play Texas Hold'em. Um, played in the University Halls Bar against a guy who I beat him and he went, you need to come to Poker Society. And I thought that was because I was good. That wasn't the reason why I was invited along. <laughs> oh wow! But, uh, maybe, maybe it's maybe it's because you're really really fun. I, I'd like to think that was it. Although I ended up becoming president of the Poker Society and had two three offsuit on the back of my shirt and was nicknamed the Fisherman. So possibly not. Oh right, <laughs> right. But no, I was. Uh, it got a bit better for me. I was fortunate enough that uh, a good friend of mine from uni went on to finish second in the inaugural World Series of Poker Europe. Um, and then went on to kind of mentor me for a while. 
That's, sure. That's who wild. Is that? who, yeah, who John is Tabitabai. that? John Tabatabai. John Tabatabai. I've, I've met John a few times. We played poker in the sky, coincidentally. They did wow. some PR launch for the second World Series of Poker Europe where they hoisted a poker table up by a crane on the site where City Hall now stands on the banks of the Thames. It was absolutely terrifying <laughs> and completely impractical because the cards just blew away everywhere. <laughs> Did anyone have to go over after them? I'll be right back. (laughs) Fortunately not. Okay, so there are 10 questions. Now, these have been broken down into rounds. So I'm not going to ask you for a number. I'm going to start with Europe as our first geographic location. You still get to go first, Kieran. So all I need is odd or even. Question one or question two? Uh, I'll go with question one, please. Question one. Multiple choice options are available. What is the only European country that begins with a D? (laughs) Country, that would be Denmark. That would be Denmark for two points. So now you get the bonus question, which actually relates to your subject. What is the capital of Denmark? That would be Copenhagen. For the full three points. Joe, your question, therefore. Zagreb is the capital of which European country? Multiple choice options are available. Croatia. Croatia for two points. Your bonus question. Which three colours feature on the Croatian flag? Red. Black. White. Ah, oh, so close. Red, white and blue. So, it's 3-2 after the first round. How are you liking Patrick's work so far? It's good, but it was kind of my fear. I thought, if we stick to Europe, I'm going to be great. If we uh, if we start venturing outside of that, then it might get a little bit ropey. Well, those were the European questions, Kieran. Now great. we go to Africa. Odd or even? Uh, we'll stick with odd. Okay. Which African country has the highest population? And, of course... Multiple choice options are available. Oof. Could be one of quite a few, couldn't it? Africa is quite a big place. Um, it is. Yeah. That's tough. I'm, I'm going to go with the options for this one, I think. Okay. Is it Ethiopia, Nigeria, Egypt, or South Africa? Fuck. Those are, those are like the four I was thinking yeah. of. <laughs> that was the same one. Going- the only one I didn't think of of those was Ethiopia. Whichever answer you go for, whether you get this right or wrong, I promise you'll still get the bonus question. Yeah, he's got to get the... That was it. And my logic is if he's put a bonus question in there, South Africa is the one with three capitals. So it could be linked. We'll go with South Africa. No, it's not. It's actually Nigeria. And that is the bonus question. What is the capital city of Nigeria? Oh, this one. My partner was grilling me on this one for quite a while. (laughs) Quite a while because I kept getting it wrong. Yeah, this does come with a hashtag fun fact. I knew I'd be bad at Africa, and she's really grilled me on this one. Um, is it Awusu? Close. Abuja. Uh. And the hashtag fun fact is that Lagos was the capital until 1991, but does still remain the largest city in Nigeria. I would Nigeria. have said Lagos. Well, you would have been wrong, Joe. Uh, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't have got any of that. Here is your question. (laughs) Which African country borders Libya, Sudan, and Israel? Ethiopia. Should have taken the options. It was Egypt. I didn't know that was option one. The first questions always have options. It's the kind of standard format so, we wait, do every so week. So the only the only question the only country in Europe that starts with a D had multiple choices. You're telling me? Yeah, the other <laughs> options were the Dominican Republic, Donetsk, or Dutch. You'd be fucking kidding me. Okay, I thought we were just changing the format this week. Fine, I should have taken the choices. Thanks, I'm Patrick. Glad you didn't. Okay, Joe, you could tie the game by getting the bonus question, and I think you'll get this one. What is the capital city of Egypt? Cairo. Cairo, and we are leaving Africa, and we're going to North I, America. I'm so glad to be getting out of Africa. Remember that line from the movie Out of Africa? I had a farm in Africa. North America is where we're going now, Kieran. Odd or even? We'll go with even this time. 
Okay. What is the only North American country which has four letters in its name? Canada. <laughs> C-A-N-A-D. That's six. So close. Um, you can have your mulligan and you can have the multiple choice Sorry, options. in my head, I, I thought we were going for different letters. That's, yep, we'll definitely uh, take the choices. Oh, that's hilarious. Four different letters. <laughs> C-A-N-D. <laughs> Is it Haiti, Cuba, Fiji, or Peru? <laughs> Yeah, it's Cuba. It's Cuba for one point. <laughs> and what is the capital city of Cuba? It's Havana. It is. Okay, Joe. Which North American country has a green and black flag with a yellow cross? A green and black flag with a yellow cross. And a reminder that multiple choice options are available. This is everyone's last warning. No Jamaica. more prisoners. It is Jamaica. She went of her own accord. And what is the capital of Jamaica? Oh, man. What is the capital of Jamaica? God damn it. Oh. It is... Why do I keep wanting to say it, man? Uh, I'm just not going to get it. There should be a time limit. It's a song, isn't it? Home of the Bentel Shopping Center. It's Kingston. Uh, which means we have a tied game. Five points all. And we're going south of the border to South America. Kieran, <laughs> odd or even? Odd, please. Excluding Brazil, which South American country has the most 2021 WCOOP titles? <laughs> Great. Great way to work the brand in. That is good, isn't it? Datrick. Remember, options are available. I know, but the options are just going to be listing the four biggest countries, aren't they? Um, <laughs> all I'm going to say, possibly. all I'm going to say is that the options include two countries that aren't even in South America. Ooh. Right. Okay. Well, I think we've got a better chance if we go with the options then, because I've narrowed okay. it down to three <laughs> countries, so at least this will narrow it to two. Okay. Ecuador, Panama, Mexico, or Argentina. Okay. So obviously, it's not two of them. So. Is it X or Argentina? Logic would say Argentina, wouldn't it? We'll go logical and probably be wrong with Argentina. Logic was the right way to go. You okay, have good. a point and an easy pickup with the bonus. Capital city of Argentina. Buenos Aires. For a point and you lead 7-5. But Joe, it's your question. And your question is, what is the capital city of Chile? Santiago. For two points and you will take the lead if you can answer the bonus question. What is the official language of Chile? Spanish. He gets the bonus point. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was such I a I definitely went with the wrong question choice there. 8-7 <laughs> is the score. Joe with the one-point advantage going into the final round, and we're going across the Pacific to Asia. Odd or even, Karen? Odd, please. What is the only Asian country to end in an H? Bangladesh. Yes, for two points. And That's what is the strong. capital city of Bangladesh? Oh. Mm. Is it Dhaka? It is. Dhaka? Wow. It is. That's pressure. That's Full fucking pressure. Compliment of points. And Joe, your question. Which Asian country does the food baklava come from? I'll I'll take the choices. Okay, Japan, Turkey, Pakistan, or India. I thought Turkey was in uh, was in Europe. So I didn't say Turkey. I want to say Turkey then. He says Turkey. God damn it! I could have had both points there. So basically, half of Turkey's in Asia and half of it's in Europe. It's fifty-fifty. And here is the bonus question, Joe. Yeah. If you get this bonus question correct, we have a tied game, yeah. and we go to the tiebreaker. What is the capital city of Turkey? I don't think I'm going to get this. I think 
I think Kieran's got it. Go ahead, Kieran. I know you know. Uh, it's Ankara. Most Ankara. people would say Istanbul, which has the bigger population, but it is Ankara. And Kieran, by the narrowest of margins, but the score doesn't matter. You have won Good this game. week's edition of Superfan versus Stapes. That was a fun one, even if it was a little bit out of left field in some <laughs> cases. Uh, but I'll allow it. Uh, Kieran, you get PokerStars merch. Now, I'm going to give you a choice. As you know, you've won a $109 ticket. It is the final weekend of WCOOP. We can ship your 109 WCOOP ticket. If you prefer, we can make it a Sunday Million ticket, which obviously is a little bit more evergreen and will last you for the next few weeks. I think probably safer bet to go with the Sunday Million, please. We will make that happen. Thank you very much for sparing the time to come on the show today. Thanks a lot for having me and well done to Patrick. It was definitely a well put together quiz. I enjoyed it. So uh, thanks a lot. Oh, says, says the winner. That's like when, the, when whoever wins like the live poker tournament is like, I just want to give it up to the Hippodrome. They put on a great tournament. Yep. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> That's exactly it. But no, um, besides that, thanks a lot for, for obviously continuing to do this podcast, all the stuff you both do. It's really appreciated. I think it gets a lot of us through the tough times that we've had in the pandemic, just hearing voices and seeing poker continue. So, uh, so thanks a lot for it all. Thank you, Thank Kieran. You. Thank you, Kieran. All right, my babies, we're just at it. We're just about out of time for this week's show. I'm tripping over my words. You know why? Do you remember when Kieran was on a moment ago and he said, um, "I I saw your stand-up show and it was definitely good." Oh, doesn't no. that don't let that haunt you? Doesn't that sound kind of weird? He's like, yeah, it's definitely good. Like, I don't know. That's not really. Don't Larry David this. <laughs> Coming up next week, we'll be recapping the end of WCOOP 2021. One last hit with Howard Swains from the field. Uh, a chance to talk to a main event finalist. Maybe the main event winner. Who knows? Uh, and of course, there'll be plenty to talk about. Regarding the card counter, it'll be fully released in the USA. We'll talk about how things are going once audiences actually get their hands on it. I think Yikes. more importantly, more importantly, we will get your full report from Philadelphia and find out how the screening that you're attending tonight went. Correct. Fingers crossed that someone doesn't say it was definitely good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the meantime, don't forget to get on the Discord for all of the information you could possibly need about this show. But for now, we are out of time. Until next time, this is Joe Stapleton and James Hardigan. But Joe Stapleton is saying, smell you later. Smell you later.